Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, here we are again together today, and I am so glad that you're with me today. I, I thought about the song, you know, I always kind of break out in hymns. My church knows that. I, I was raised with hymns growing up, and I even led worship for a period of time back in my 20s. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, I could sing, but I, I my timing's really not good and such like that. But I enjoy it. But I was raised with hymns, and so I, they're very familiar uh, to me when I'm in devotions or when I'm driving around, I'll break out in a hymn. And this morning, I was thinking, well, we're going to come once again to uh, be a part of this day. And I thought of that hymn. I don't know if any of you, you, if you've been around, if you're older, you might know this. That once again, we come to the house of God to unite in songs of praise, to extol with joy our Redeemer's name and to tell his wondrous ways. To thy house, O Lord, with rejoicing we come, for we know that we are thine. We will worship thee in the Bible way as the evening light doth shine. That came to my mind this morning, so I thought I'd sing it to you. It's an old, old hymn written by Charles Naylor in 1904, and it's just so important. Once again, we come to listen to the Word of God. And to be around the Word of God and to allow the Spirit of God to lead us and to guide us and to take us new heights with our walk with Him. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you for every listener today. Lord, from young to old, whoever they are, in the name of Jesus, be near to them. In the name of Jesus, bring great joy to their life today that we can serve you. And we thank you for listening to us. And may the book of James touch our lives as we share a little more today. In Jesus' name. Amen. So yesterday I read James 4, 1 through 6. Today I'm going to start with verse 7, and we'll see where we get. But if you have your Bibles and you want to chase them down, you can look at these verses, but I'm going to read them to you. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Well, there you are. Is that a, That's an easy verse to memorize, isn't it? Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Three phases. You want to memorize? Say, submit yourself then to God. Got it? Resist the devil. Got it? And he will flee from you. People, there is very important words in that passage. Submit. Give yourself. Give yourself what? To God. Give yourself to God in whatever you're going to do this day. On this day of this radio show, Give yourself to God. In fact, right now, wherever you're at, say, Lord, I give this day to you. Okay, don't be shy. Say it with me. Lord, I give this day to you. And then what does he say? You've given it to God. So then he says, resist the devil. Resist the enemy. Resist the temptations that are going to come your way. Because in this world, you're going to have temptation. You're going to have trials. The Word of God tells us to be of good cheer because He's overcome the world. So we give those temptations and those trials to Him. And He says, and He, listen to this, when you give it to God, you give them those temptations, you give those things that the devil's trying to, to have you do, you give them to God, it says, and He will flee from you. The devil will flee from you. You'll be able to concentrate and be filled with the Spirit of Almighty God. That's what he wants us as people, to be filled with his Almighty Spirit. 
So then he follows that up in verse 8. That was just verse 7. Just remember those three little categories. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Yes? Come near to God. Get close to God. Spend time with God. Spend time in God's Word. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in the house of God. Spend time around God's people. But spend time with God, and he says he will come near to you. Do you want him near you? Why are you listening to Christian radio? Is it to grow? Is it to learn? Or is it because it's just a positive thing? Well, I don't, you know what? I hope it's all of those. And I hope you continue to listen to Christian radio and different shows. Then he goes on to say, wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. What he's telling us in all this, I think, just to capsulize it, I think he's saying, don't be arrogant in who you are. Don't be arrogant even in your walk with God. Oh, I've got a monopoly on God. God and I are so close. I spend 12 hours a day with him. Him and I are, you know, you start doing that, then suddenly you have put yourself in a in a place of pride. Suddenly you put yourself in a place that you're going to have all sorts of issues that come out. And it's time that you just say, Lord, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to come near to you, as you said in the scripture. I'm not going to be double-minded. I'm not going to, I'm not going to live in sin. And Lord, I'm going, to, I'm going to be happy in you. The Spirit of God is going to be alive in me. That's what people used to always say, and I've said this a million times on the station, not a million, but it feels like a million, is that you know people just saw the love of God in my father because he laughed and he cried and he is so happy. He's a happy man. I told you the story when he died. You know, he was there so peaceful. And when I took him to the funeral home and they had him in the casket, the funeral home director told me he's the only person he has ever embalmed that his face would fall, fell into a natural smile in the casket. You know why? Because he smiled all the time. He was happy all the time. He lived the joy of Jesus. His presence, his life was built around Jesus. We saw it every day in our household growing up, every day to the day he died. I had somebody tell me this weekend that they just met, first time they met my father, they went to see him in the hospital. This guy was a friend of mine, a pastor over in Caldwell, and he said he went to see my dad in the hospital, and and, uh he, he said he was in the nurse's station. I'm looking for uh, the room for James Doherty. And all of a sudden he heard this, praise the Lord, and coming from a back room. And he, and he said, I walked back there. And your, he said, your dad had his hands raised. And he was praying for like two or three nurses that were standing around him. He was praying for them. You know, and that was, that was certainly my father. I'm telling you what, if I could be a, a tenth of a man that he was, you know, I would be in good shape, but we never judge ourselves from who somebody else is. But I'm telling you what, my dad and my mom, they changed my life. And who I am today, I give total credit uh, to God for using my parents as that witness to my life, my brother's lives. That's why three of us are pastors. My brother Dan was a Christian school teacher. And, you know, now, of course, Dan and my brother Dave, my eldest brother, is pastor in heaven. They're just awaiting my arrival and everybody else's arrival and serving God dearly. I just want to serve him with all I have right now. And I want people to know him. I want people to understand him and know that we can be a difference maker in this world. You know, the verse 12 said, There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. 
but you who are but who are you to judge your neighbor? You see, we get so caught up with judging people. We get so caught up in what they do. I have been guilty of that myself. You know, I was raised, like I said, in a very conservative home. So we didn't do anything and we never, we'd never, you know, I never went to dance, you know, in high school. In fact, one of the girlfriends that I had in high school was loved to dance and she was a great gal, still is a great woman today. And, uh, but she, you know, she loved to dance. And that was one thing that we kind of had odds on because I just, I didn't dance. I didn't play with cards. I didn't do, we didn't do hardly anything. And we were very anti-alcohol growing up, and I and I still to this day I'm I'm not a, a fond believer of uh, having people drink, but I you know I don't I sure don't judge them because about everybody I know does, and the Bible of course talks about wine, talks about these kind of things, and it, you know the biggest thing in the Word of God says don't be drunk, you know, don't be drunk with wine, and you know so I I don't get it I I'm, I have really changed from my legalistic point of view. I even play pinochle. I play with. Playing cards. Don't judge me for that now, you know. But I that used to be sin. God must have changed His mind a whole bunch of times. But I, the important thing about our walk with God is the heart of man. It's not all these legalistic things and how you put things on. Well, that God doesn't want you to do this. Now I can tell you this: God doesn't want us to be immoral people. God does not want us to be people who lie and steal and cheat, and we don't live by the Ten Commandments. Those. You know, there are things that are laid out very straightforward in the Word of God. You know, it says no immoral person will enter the kingdom of heaven. I mean, listen, we, we've got to, and if we've been in that spot in our lives when we've sinned, and we've all sinned, we, when we sin, we say, God, please forgive us. Please help us to do uh, get through it. Some people have sinned for years and years and years over and over again, and they know, and they say, Lord, forgive me, and they, they fall back into their sin. Folks, God will help you through it. God will help you through it. Yes, you may not be perfect. Yes, you may stumble along the way, but he will lift you back up. But he says, do not be, James says, do not be judgmental. Don't judge others. We don't need to be judging others. We need to be encouraging others. If all we want to do is argue with others, you know what? We're never going to win anybody because they're going to say, oh, they are judgmental. I don't want to be around them because they're going to judge me. You know what? I've learned this in the last, maybe just in the last 15, 20 years especially is, be careful about judging, Tom. Don't judge somebody because they do something different than you do it. You love them, you encourage them, and you encourage them to love God because each one of us has our own personal relationship with our Lord and Savior. And verse 13 says, now listen, today or tomorrow you would go out into the city, spend a year, and carry out business and make money. Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, for them that is sin. Okay, we're going to finish that line and finish the fourth chapter. If anyone knows the good they ought to be doing, and they don't do it, it is sin for them. Folks, if there's something you know you should be doing, you know you should be doing, God has laid in your heart, you should be doing, you're not doing it. For you, it is sin, is what James says in the Word of God. Let's do what God lays in our heart to do and follow him with everything we have. He wants to change our lives. He wants us to serve him with all our heart, soul, and mind. I hope you will. You're great people. May God bless you this very day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.